welcome to Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. I am Angela Bowen, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. And where we left off last week, Brandon walks out of the apartment and a young boy who's playing basketball somewhere in a park finds him and takes him home. That was part one. Now we're on to part two, which is season three, episode seven, entitled Open Door, Broken Heart, part two, which aired on December 9th, 1987. The boy who finds Brandon refuses to give him up, even when his parents tell him that they're moving to California. Because either way, he's going to bring the dog with them. Whether they're driving or flying, Brandon's going to go with them. And from the last episode, I remember they did take Brandon to the vet to get him checked out. Now, this is before microchipping, because if that had been the case, the vet would have done a microchip check on the dog and noticed that it came up that Brandon was owned by somebody. But that had, this is only 1987. We haven't gotten that far yet into technology. <laughs> but before we get into this episode, um, there's not really a whole, whole lot going on here. I did weird... I read one book, which is an amazing book. Everyone's probably heard of this book since it's been out for six years now. It's called Wonder by R.J. Palacio. I'm sorry if I mispronounced the name. Um, I listened to the audiobook on Audible, and I finished it last week. It was eight hours long, and it's a great, amazing book. And Jeremy got me the, the Blu-ray for Valentine's Day. We had a good Valentine's Day, by the way. Um, if those of you who aren't familiar with Wonder, I'll just read the quick Goodreads book description. And this is basically... All right. I won't describe what I look like. Whatever you're thinking, it's probably worse. August Pullman was born with a facial difference that, up until now, has prevented him from going to a mainstream school. Starting fifth grade at Beecher Prep, he wants nothing more than to be treated as an ordinary kid, but his new classmates can't get past Augie's extraordinary face. Wonder, now a number one New York Times bestseller and included on the Texas Blue Bonnet Award master list, begins from Augie's point of view but soon switches to include his classmates, his sister, her boyfriend, and others. These perspectives converge in a portrait of one community's struggle with empathy, compassion, and acceptance. And this is... It's just such a really great book. And I liked how, like, I finished reading it in the middle of the week. And then I started watching the movie Friday. And everything from the book was still so fresh in my mind. So it's like, all the dialogue was pretty much straight out of the book. And there are only a couple things that they left out that were in the book, just weren't in the movie. Like, uh, Augie gets fitted for hearing aids in the book. You don't see that at all in the movie because it does play a small part. And then also, uh, one thing I'm not going to spoil if you haven't read the book or seen the movie. Guys, read the book, see the movie. It's amazing. I love it so much. It just, I teared up a couple times. I even teared up while listening to the book. But, you know, I hope everyone had a wonderful week last week, whether you celebrated Valentine's Day or you didn't. Jeremy and I, 
you know, I work second shift, he works first shift, so we don't really see each other until unless it's like late after 11.30 at night. And by that time, Jeremy's got to go to bed because he's got to get up in the morning. And I see him for a split second before I fall back asleep But when he le uh, after he leaves. Uh, we went out to Applebee's yesterday for lunch, and it was really, really nice. It wasn't too busy, but I was able to get my errands done also. That being said, guys, let's jump into this episode. So usually with the two-parter, it does a quick little rehash of what happened in part one. So now we're back in the apartment building. Punkies, not Joey's. So apparently putting lost and found signs up aren't enough. Punky goes one step further and actually gets a cop up to the apartment to describe Brandon. So the guy asks, you know, who's missing? And Punky's like, Brandon Brewster. And of course the cop is just going to assume, okay, it's your little brother, right? And Punky's like, oh, yeah, I'd like to think of him as more than just a brother. Well, he's not your son. You can't claim him as a fur kid yet because you're only 11. So now Cherry kind of speaks up there. The girls are really smushed on the couch. I mean, Margo is on the end, like, right up into the arm of the couch. Then you have Cherry and then you have Punky. It's like, girls, there is a little bit of room on that couch to spread out. You don't all got to be smushed into a sandwich here. But anyway... Cherry wants to add how, basically, it's her fault that Brandon got out. And mind you, the cop is pretty much going on that the girls are talking about a human being and not, not a dog. Wow, Cherry wastes no time standing up and thrusting her arms out, like, cuff me, take me to jail, I'm the guilty party. Like, Cherry, he doesn't know yet the circumstances, okay? <laughs> you're only 11. You're not going to jail. I love this cop's demeanor. He is so, he he's funny, and he, he just takes Cherry by the shoulders and says, I don't think we'll arrest you just yet, and he kind of sits her back down on the couch. <laughs> oh, Margo, of course. She whips out a business card and says, oh, you know, Cherry, if you get busted, here's my the name of my father's attorney. Um, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Always wanna wanna be on the ready in case you need a good lawyer. Go to Margo. Rosenbloom or Rosenbloom, Rosenbloom and Smith, she says. Wow, that's a oof, that's a mouthful. <laughs> oh, the cop just takes that from uh Cherry. Oh, you know what? I'll uh I'll hold on to this. <laughs> so when the cop asks Punky, like, how tall is Brandon? Because, you know, he wants to get a description so they know what to look for. And she kind of holds her hand up, probably about maybe three feet tall there. And, of course, he's, still, he's probably thinking it's like a toddler, a three-year-old or something that just up and wandered off. <laughs> so when he asks for the weight, Punky says, oh, 75 pounds. And the guy just looks at her like, what, what, a three-foot, 75-pound midget. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Oh, I don't mean to offend anyone, guys. I didn't mean to offend anyone by saying midget. I think the cop does say that here. Oh, I hear cops, in fact, outside. Uh-oh. Something's going on. Oh, my gosh. I hear a fire truck. 
Oh no, I hope someone's okay. I don't think the roads are bad. Wow. Is that... That almost sounds nearby. It's not nearby. You guys, I'm going to play this clip of the conversation with the cop because I think this is funny. And it gets even more hilarious when Henry walks in and the cop just automatically accuses Henry. How do you let a toddler just up and walk away and not report it for three days or something? So I'll be right back. So the missing party in question is... Brandon Brewster. Is little Brandon your brother? Oh, uh, well... I like to think of him as much more than just a brother. <laughs> See, it's all my fault. I left the door open and he wandered out. Toss me in solitary and throw away the key. I don't think we'll arrest you just yet. Cherry, in case you do get busted, here's the name of my father's attorneys. Rosenblum, 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 and Smith. Oh. Okay. So, um, let's get a description of Brandon. How tall is he? About this tall. Mm-hmm. Weight? Around 75 pounds. <laughs> Two feet tall, 75 pounds. Couldn't have waddled very far. Hair? It's radish. Eyes? Two. I mean color. You'll have to excuse her. She's easily intimidated by authority figures. Me too. Brandon's eyes are beautiful, warm brown. Brown. Uh, any unusual marks or characteristics? Uh, well, his tongue's eight inches long. No. So how long has Brandon been missing? Six days, four hours, and 23 minutes. Six days? Why didn't you notify the police immediately? Because we thought we could find him ourselves. I better get an APB out on this right away. We can also notify Child Find. They have this national computer. So, uh, Officer Bob is kind of going down the line of descriptions when he says, okay, hair color, and Punky's like, red. And then he asks for eyes. Cherry's like, Two. And he's like, uh, I, I mean, what color are they? And then I love Punky's description here. It's just filled with so much love. She refers to Brandon's eyes as a beautiful, warm brown. Oh, I love that description. So this is where it gets a little confusing because he asks for certain characteristics, like markings or something like that. And that's where Punky's like, oh, well, his tongue is eight inches long. And both Margot and Cherry just kind of nudge Punky like, what? <laughs> like, what do you expect? That's, I mean, unless Brandon's got a scar or a missing patch of fur, maybe he's got, like, I don't know, something. Is he fixed? <laughs> So he asks how long Brandon's been missing, and Punky has been keeping track practically down to the second. Six days, four hours, and 23 minutes. Whoa. A whole week. 
So that boy Joey hasn't let Brandon out once outside? Unless he's got him on a leash and he's, like, with him every second. Otherwise, you know that Brandon would be trying to take off. But it's kind of hard to do that when you don't know how to open a door. Especially if it's not one with a lever. Jeremy said when he was, um, about seven or eight years old, when he was, uh, living in... England for a short amount of time, his dad was in the Air Force, that the neighbors had a cat that knew how to open doors because the doors had the levers where you just kind of pull it down. Speaking of doors, um, Quinn, my beautiful kitty cat, which you've probably seen on the Facebook page, the Instagram page for Punky Brewster, um, she got out today when, luckily, um, Jeremy was just getting the mail and he went to open the door and Quinn was like right there and she kind of got out for a second. Luckily, Jeremy was able to grab her. Cause she didn't like race outside, but she was able to get outside. And I was like, oh my gosh, we were so lucky she like didn't dart across the street or something because we would have lost her. She could have gotten hit by a car. There's just a lot of heavy traffic on a road occasionally and it's just, oh my god. That's not the first time, actually, she has... One time, I didn't even know she had gotten outside until I walked into the living room and had the door open and just saw her right on the, the stoop there. I'm like, oh my god, Quinn! So, but, oh my goodness. Quinny, don't you ever do that again, okay? Okay. She's just laying down by the bed. Um, I uh, moved my desk upstairs into the bedroom for podcasting so that way I can actually use my treadmill and that way I don't have to like be shutting the door all the time to be able to podcast so that helps too so the officer is outraged he's like six days why didn't you let us know right away which I, I understand Punky's honesty she's like well, you know I thought we'd be able to find him ourselves so he lets the girls know, it's like, all right, I got to get an APB on this right away as he gets on the phone. And he also mentioned something about a child find. And that's when Henry walks in and he's probably like, okay, what is this cop doing in my apartment with these three girls? There's no adult present. Girls, you really should have an adult present if you're speaking to a cop. Just to be on the safe side. You're only like 10 years old here, so... Yeah, Punky's face there is like, yeah, she knows he's in trouble. And she's like, Henry, this is Officer Bob. Officer Bob, this is my dad, Henry. And I like how she says my dad because this is season three. The adoption did go through. See, she is officially Henry's daughter. For realsies. So Henry, of course, asks why Officer Bob is there. And Bo Officer Bob is like, well, because Brandon is missing. He has been missing for six days, in fact. And he even tells Henry, it's like, uh, this could be a, uh, case of child neglect. And <laughs> Henry is freaking out. It's like, oh my gosh, he could even be cited on criminal charges. Child neglect. And he's like, please, I love Brandon like you were my own son. And that's when Officer Bob is like, wait a minute here. Are you saying he's not your son? And Henry's like, no, he's our dog. And that's when they both, like, look at Punky, like, your dog. Oh, Officer Bob is like, girls, girls, 
you took me on a run here. What? Don't. This is not something you want to fool around with. Something as serious as this. But, you know, Punky's like, you know, Brandon's a person to me. And then, so, Officer Bob is like, you know what? I am going to tell the guys on the squad to keep a lookout. I will take the flyer and I will post it in the police station just so people can keep an eye out. So at least he's not dismissing her and walking out like, you're lucky I don't charge you with whatever. I don't, I don't know what they would be able to charge. But any, anyway, guys, um, I'm going to play the clip and I'll be right back. I think this is hilarious, especially before Officer Bob leaves. He said it would have been easier to find a three-foot hairy midget or something. <laughs> well, maybe. All right, I'll play the clip. I'll be right back. Hello, I'm back. Uh, hi, Henry. This is Officer Bob. Officer Bob, this is my dad, Henry. Nice to meet you, Officer Bob. <laughs> Why are you here? Because Brandon is missing for over six days. And if you weren't aware of that, sir, this could be a case of criminal neglect. Criminal neglect? <laughs> Officer Bob. <laughs> I treated him just like my own son. You mean he's not your son? No, he's our dog. <laughs> Dog? Brandon is a dog? Did I forget to mention that? I think I would have remembered. You girls have been conning me. Officer, I had absolutely nothing to do with this plan. Please don't throw me in the big house. I'll miss the new fall fashions. Give it a rest, Margo. <laughs> I was going to tell you he is a dog, but first I wanted you to get to know him and love him as much as I do. Well, that's sweet, honey, but we're not allowed to look for missing dogs, just missing persons. But he's a person to me. Please, Officer Bob, you're my last hope. Well, I'll ask the guys on this beat to keep their eyes open, and I'll put this flyer up on the station bulletin board. Officer, that's very kind of you. Thanks, really. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. You know, it's a shame that Brandon's a dog. It would have been a lot easier to find a fat, hairy midget. <laughs> oh, I love Henry's face. He is freaking out. Gosh, don't give him a heart attack, sir. Criminal neglect. And he's pleading with him. He's like, I've treated him like he's my own son. Just like my own son. <laughs> So, the fact, as soon as Officer is like, you girls have been conning me, Margo gets up and is like, Officer, I'm not, I have nothing to do with this plan. I'm like, I don't know these girls. Please don't throw me in the slammer. I love how it's always about fashion. I'll miss the new fall fashions. Like, oh, Margo, go home. <laughs> You're not helping the situation. You're just not. But Punky says, I was going to tell you that he was a dog, but I wanted you to get to know him and love him as much as I do. And that's when Margo holds up the lost and found picture, or the lost reward picture of Brandon. It's like, well, kind of hard to really get to know and love an animal just by description. I mean... Maybe if he met Brandon... And then 
Brandon were to run away, like, develop a relationship. But, I mean, the, 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 the idea of a lost pet, it tugs at your heartstrings. That should be, you know, I mean, I know police have to be gruff and they gotta be tough and authoritative and stuff, but an animal is just, it melts your heart, it pulls on, you know, animals just give us so much and expect so little in return just for us to love them and everything, you know? I think that's just what she wants. She wants to appeal to that side of a human being, like the compassion and everything like that. Like, see that side. A little girl missing her dog who took off. But at least he just says, you know what? I'll take the flyer. I'll put it down in the station. I'll also let my coworkers know to keep a lookout when they're in their patrol cars. Yeah, she even, he even tells her that we're not allowed to look for missing dogs, just missing persons. It's like, just keep a look. If you just happen to be in the area and you happen to spot him, that's just, uh, whoopsie. That's, that's enough for her. She's not asking for you to, like, walk five hours like she had Henry and the girls and Betty doing. But just, you know, keep an eye out. You see the dog? Just call the number. That's, that's all. That's not much. I mean, I, she knows that cops are busy. They're looking for missing people and stuff like that. And other, they got a, a whole bunch of other things going on. But this really isn't much that she's asking. And, you know, I like how she says, he's a person to me. It's like, yes, that's her buddy. I mean, I'm not going to say it's her baby because, you know, she's 10. You know, kids look at dogs as that's their buddy. There's, that's their pale. Adults look at their pets like these are my fur kids these are my children my babies to me right oh i love this this is the kicker right here when punky says she begs him you're my last hope and he looks at her like in a new light like wow i have to help this girl i have to help her it's like when someone says you're my last hope it's like they're that's desperation right there that they've looked they've done everything in their power now it's on for a higher power she's prayed to god now it's time to have the the police officer and you know an extra set of eyes professionally looking at this and keeping an eye out for brandon so Cher after Bo Officer Bob leaves, Cherry uh, tells Margo, like, hey, let's go down to the East Side Mall. Is that where they do the Christmas shopping at? Like, you know, let's go hand that these flyers out. And then I love Margo's like, more mingling with the masses? Now I know what it feels like to be a Democrat. I, I don't get that. I don't know what Democrat. I don't, honestly, guys, I do not know the difference between Democrats and Republicans. I really don't care either. I don't do that political stuff. I don't care about the political stuff. It's really not my scene. So now Henry and Punky are left alone, and I think Henry's gonna probably chastise her a little. Like, Punky, you probably, you should not have had that officer up here with uh, me not being here. And the thing is, nowadays, if those three girls were by themselves, they're like 10 years old, Henry probably would have been in big trouble because there's not an adult there. I don't think you can leave a 10-year-old unsupervised in the house without an adult being there. Without CPS being called. And then Punky would probably, well, be taken away. Although she is his adoptive daughter, not foster, so. 
So, I mean, he doesn't really so much yell at her. He's like, you called the police. And she's like, we tried everything else, and this is the one thing we haven't done yet. It's like, basically, we've run out of options. Now we're looking in another direction. Because everything, every other thing that we've done has pretty much, we've come up empty-handed. And then he's like, well, yeah, but, you know, skywriting, you don't. And then that's where Punky's like, hmm, you know, that is a good idea. Do they even do skywriting anymore? I'm going to look that up and see. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to play this clip for you guys. I'll be right back. Fine. You called the police. I was desperate. It was something we hadn't tried. So skywriting, but you don't see me up in a plane. Skywriting? Hey, what a great idea. Why don't you just call the Goodyear blimp? I did. They said they'd get back to me. <laughs> I'm looking for a P. Brewster. That's me. The P. Brewster that's offering the reward? Yes, I'm P. Brewster. Cough it up. I found your dog. <laughs> you found Brandon Wearsey. Not so fast. Where's the reward? I'll handle this. Young man, after you show us your dog, we'll discuss the reward. Okay. You drive a hard bargain, Pops. Brandon, in here. <laughs> Brandon? I'm not even sure that's a dog. Of course it's Brandon. Look. This is not our dog, as you know only too well, you little bunko artist. No need to get personal, Gramps. Listen, you. If Gramps ever hears of you pulling another stunt like this, he'll have you arrested for intentional infliction of mental anguish. Just trying to make a buck here. Henry's right, you're a bongo artist. How could you leave your dog with total strangers? That's mean and cruel. Relax. He would have come back to me tomorrow morning. I've got his kids. Beat it. Now. Okay, Waldo. We're going to Oak Street. This time, I want you to be a poodle. So Henry suggests she called the Goodyear blimp. And Punky's like, yeah, hey, that's a good idea. Well, oh, wait, no, the skywriting thing. But then he says, why don't you just call the Goodyear blimp? And she's like, I did. They said they'd get back to me. Well, I did look up skywriting. It, in fact, does still exist. And it's expensive as all get out. Unless you have a crap ton of money, I'd find another way to do your advertising. Um... I read that it lasts anywhere from, like, seconds to maybe five to ten minutes. And it costs anywhere from $3,000 up to $6,000. And you have to install your own tank, air, whatever stuff. <laughs> I just glanced at it, so that's about all I got from it. Then there's a knock on the door, which you guys... Well, here in the clip that I just played, I kind of let it play through to that. And we get a Wonder Years double header, everybody. Not only is Allie Mills going to be in this episode, you know, from last episode as Joey's mom, we get the boy who plays Wart, or 
Some of you also may remember him from Full House, who played Kimmy's boyfriend, Dwayne, the whatever guy. Um, let me look up his actual name. Yeah, I was right, Scott Melville. He actually does quite a bit of voice work. Um, he, yeah, he played uh, Wart, David Wartshafter on Wonder Years in Season 5 and 6. Actually, he's in Season 6, Episode 1, just the first episode. But um, he is Wayne's friend on the Wonder Years. And also Kimmy Gibbler's boyfriend on Full House. He played Dwayne. And he just had a birthday. He turned 47. So, Scott Melville, happy Menville. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm in, Oh, my God. I feel terrible now. I just mispronounced his name. Scott Menville. Just celebrated a birthday. He's 47. Happy birthday, Scott Menville. Oh, she did run an ad in the classified. Okay, because the kid comes in and says, hey, you're P. Brewster, right? I got your dog right here. Where's my money? Like, um, we're not giving you Jack Diddley until you show us the fact that you actually have Brandon, which I sincerely doubt you do because you have an attitude. This kid is cruel. He puts his hand out like, cough it up. I found your dog. Like, first of all, get out of my apartment and I'll slam the door in your face and don't ever show your face around here again. Henry pretty much takes charge. He's like, Punky, let me handle this, you little brat. I want to see this dog before I give you any of my money. So he calls this quote-unquote Brandon, and we see a black Labrador with what looks like golden shag carpeting covering his head and body. And he's got some colorful sign around his neck made of cardboard that says Brandon on it. So Punky right away is like, uh, this isn't Brandon. And even Henry's like, uh, I don't even think that's a dog. Like, oh, it's a dog under all that, uh, all that, uh, carpet. <laughs> he, Henry calls the kid a bonko artist. I don't know what that is. I think it is a, basically, in other words, it's a scam artist. I love that Henry says, if I ever hear about you doing this again, I'll have you arrested for intentional infliction of mental anguish. I love that term. So the kid exclaims, I'm just trying to make a buck here. You know what, kid? You want to make a buck? Get a paper route. Deliver someone's groceries in a, in a uh, wagon. I don't care. But you don't go around breaking people's hearts. So I take it she put the address in the ad as well, because anyone who actually had your dog more than likely probably would have called you ahead of time to let you know. Not just show up on your doorstep saying, I have your dog, where's my money? And Punky's right. I mean, she accuses him. Like, how could you do that to your dog? Leave him with strangers? What in the world? And then the kid's like, oh, well, he would have come back to me anyway. And then he kind of smirks cruelly like, I got his kids. What? You got his kids, his puppies. Uh-huh. You jerk. You shouldn't even be allowed to own an animal, kid. I can only imagine what his parents are like or his home life. He's some street streetwise little punk that needs to be taught a lesson. And at least shown the door, too. So he takes the dog and says, come on. Oh, the dog's name is Waldo. And he says, come on, Waldo. We're going to Oak Street. Now you're going to be a poodle. So let me get this straight. The kid's clearly, he's got the classifieds. He's going down the list seeing who has lost a dog. 
basically other people have lost their dogs and this dog is gonna like no one is gonna fall for this crap they're not gonna fall for it like i said you want to make a book get a paper route go set up a card table and play th three card monty or whatever that or do that do magic tricks and get money that way Henry just slams the door in the face when the kid when the kid leaves. Like, so Punky is really PO'd right now as she sits down. It's like no dog deserves a kid like that. That is just cruel. And Henry just kind of sits there. He's like, you know how I feel about Brandon. But even Henry is like getting to the point. It's like it's been six days. And and Henry just tells her, sweetie, I'm worried about you. You're not eating. You're not sleeping. And Punky is just like, I can't, not until we find Brandon. It's like, I understand that you're worried and you're stressed out and everything, but not eating and not sleeping, that's not helping Brandon, and it's not helping you, Punky. Brandon is going to want you well-rested and everything. Well, and Henry kind of breaks it to her kind of evenly. It's like, that's what I want to talk to you about. There is a possibility we may not find Brandon. Okay, it's been six days. Let me ask you guys this. Would you give up or would you keep looking? I would keep looking. A week? That's like nothing. I mean, that... A week has passed. And I just think, honestly, you never give up. You keep looking. If you had a kid out there and they were lost and everything, you wouldn't stop after a week. I know that's a difference between a child and an animal. Or, or a, a beloved pet and everything like that. But just don't give up. Just keep looking. Just just take care of yourself, Punky. Guys, I want to play this. It's a very heartfelt scene between Henry and Punky. And she's trying to, like, you need to worry about you, not just Brandon, okay? You do you. Brandon, we're going to... I, I honestly say we're, we're not giving up. I'm not saying we're giving up, but you need to really focus on yourself as well. It's like, let someone else take hold of that worry, okay? Let someone else take over the looking, and you just focus on your health, because it's not going to do Punky. It's not going to do her any good to get sick. And if she's not sleeping, if she's not eating, she is going to get sick. Guys, I'm going to play this clip, and I will be right back. Because I think this is where Punky really breaks down. She's upset. She's just, you know, probably exhausted from not sleep. Not to mention, I'm sure she's still in school, so she's having to deal with that as well. I'll be right back. No dog deserves a kid like that. Punky, I don't have to tell you how much I care about Brandon, but I'm getting very worried about you. You're not eating. You're not sleeping. I can't until I find Brandon. Ah, that's what I have to talk to you about. There is a possibility we may not find him. You're giving up? I didn't say that. Henry, if I were lost, would you stop looking for me? Of course not. I'll help you look as long as there's strength left in these old legs. Won't it look longer than that? <laughs> what I'm trying to get you to understand is that no matter how long or how hard we look we just may never find him 
at Henry all point blank and is like, you're giving up? And he tells her no. But, you know, Punky's like, what if it were me out there and I were lost? Would you, would you give up looking, would you stop looking for me? And he's like, no, I wouldn't, but you're, you know, he just says, you know, I'll help you look. And, you know, but we may have to come to the conclusion that we may never find Brandon. Okay, so he does say that no matter how long or how hard we look, we may never find him. And when he, he says that after, you know, he, he kind of pulls her up into a standing position so that way she's looking him square in the eye when he tells her this. And this breaks my heart. I mean, he is being real with her. He's being honest. There is like, there is a chance we may, you know, we'll look, we'll keep looking for a long time. We'll never stop looking, but it just, we may not. I mean, there could be a possibility that, but I mean, I like to think, I mean, if you think about it, and that probably isn't caught across their mind. Like, what if Brandon's somewhere that he, he's somewhere that he can't get, like someone took him? I mean, that hasn't crossed their mind yet. I don't think they're even looking. It's more like Brandon's a dog. He got lost, as in he lost his way home. He can't find his way home. Well, the thing about dogs is they got an amazing sense of smell. I don't know... As far as their ability to recall, I'm sure that's got to be very, very good. Their ability to re recall, like, places and stuff like that. And there's, like I said, their nose is really strong. But if a dog is taken, like, say someone grabs a dog, takes it, drives it, like, into the next state somewhere, right? That's going to make a dog disoriented. They're not going to know which way to even start to be able to find their way back. I mean, that's completely different from this. I mean, for all they think that Brandon probably isn't even in Chicago anymore, let alone even the state of Illinois. They haven't gotten to that point yet. So, Punky, you know, leans down and gives Henry a hug. She's really, like I said, guys, she's broken up. If any of you have ever lost a pet, you know what Punky is going through. You know how she feels. This feeling of, of hopelessness, of you're trying every possible thing you can think of to every place to look. And you basically crossing off every everything off the list. And you're just feeling utter hopelessness. So now we're moving back to Joey's apartment where he and Brandon are playing chess together. I like this little table here. It's just near the foot of uh, Joey's bed. And it's got like sneaker shoes on it. It's almost like a couple ankles with shoes on it. And then a little table. It's just perfectly placed right there. And just looking at Joey's room. I mean, it, it, it's a typical boy's room. It's messy. You know, there's a racket. Racquetball racket. Or is that maybe badminton? I'm not sure. Um, underneath the window, there's a picture of a hot dog with mustard on it. And typical, you know, boys comforter. It's got, like, different, like, cars and trucks on it. It looks more like something for a six-year-old, but whatever. So Joey tells Dude, 
as what he's calling Brandon, that it's his move. And you see a close-up shot of the chessboard, but then you see this arm come out of nowhere, this dog arm, and just kind of move the piece over. Now, we all know that isn't Brandon's actual arm. That is someone on the set that's doing, that's moving the piece. Yeah, actually, now, I've looked at it a second time. I'm really wondering whether that could be his arm or not. I mean, it looks like a dog arm. So apparently Brandon won that round because the audience applauses as he made a very good uh, move there. I don't know anything about chess. I don't play it. People have tried to teach me. It's not really my scene. So Joey's like, checkmate? And then Brandon barks and he's like, I can't believe it. You win again. So uh, uh, Brandon's got to be the smartest. He's like, you must be the smartest dog in the whole world. And that's when Allie Mills, as his mother Donna, comes in. And she's going to drop a bomb here when she shows Joey this flyer of a lost dog that looks like dude. Ugh, I hate that name. Um, I'm going to play this clip and I'll be right back. Okay, it's your move, dude. talk to you for a minute. Hey, Mom, you and Dad can forget about that little baby brother I wanted. Dude's the best father guy could have. He even plays chess. He's not a very careful player. He bit the head off your king. Uh, no, I did that when he beat me three games in a row. Joey, I was shopping at the mall, and a little girl handed me this flyer. So? It's a picture of a lost dog. Who do you think it looks like? Uncle Dave? <laughs> well, a little. But you know who I mean. Who in this room does it look like? He looks like dude. But mom, this address is nowhere near the park where I found dude. He plays chess. Maybe he also rides the bus. Come on, Mom. Can't you see the dude and I belong together? Honey, I want you to think about what it would feel like if you were this child and your dog ran away. My dog wouldn't run away. And besides, I never let him out without his tags. That may be true. Nevertheless, I want you to think about this. All right. So when Donna comes in, uh, she's got the flyer behind her back. And she's like, Joey, I want to talk to you about something. And Joey right away is like, Mom, you and Dad can forget about that baby brother that I've always wanted because dude is so much better. And he tells his mom how the dog plays chess. 
And then Donna like bends down and picks up one of the pieces and said, well, he's not a very careful player because he just bit the, he bit the head off your king. And that's when Joey reveals, uh, no, that was actually me when dude beat me three times in a row. And he mimes biting the head off the, the piece. So she admits she was shopping at the mall. Okay, well, this is a... Back in the day, you could leave your 10-year-old home by himself and not have CPS called on you. I mean, unless his dad was home, but I don't think he was. But anyway, Donna says she was at the mall, which is exactly where Cherry and Margo were handing out flyers. That's when Donna shows joey the picture of the lost dog and she's like who do you think this looks like of course joey's like let me guess uncle dave and then donna looks at the picture and it's like well a little bit but then she's like no i'm okay who does he who does he look like who does he resemble that's in this room so joey resigned said yeah yeah he looks like dude Basically, it's like, okay, the jig is up. Clearly, the dog belongs to somebody. But then, Joey looks at the address, and he's like, this address is nowhere near where the park was that I found, dude. So, he knows all of Chicago inside and out. How would he even know where that address is? Unless that's, like, a popular street that he would know. Like, it's way, way... Brandon's got four legs, okay? He can travel quite a bit. Faster and farther than your two legs can carry you, Joey. Okay? Oh, I love Donna's remarks. She's like, well, he plays chess. Maybe he rides the bus. Well, maybe. So Joey's like, you know what? He's not buying it. He's like, come on, Mom. Can't you see the dude and I belong together? And so it's like, it's not a matter of you and the dog being a perfect fit, which we're really not. Um, it's a matter of the fact that he already has an owner and that person is crying themselves to sleep and not eating scared to death that she's never going to find her dog because you got him and you've had him for a week and you haven't even let him out of the house yet I'm sure to be able to go home because you know as soon as that dog's feet are on the ground he's taken off for home so Donna tries to get Joey to think about if that were him if he were the person that put out that flyer looking for their dog and Joey right away he gets really aggressive and defensive. He's like, my dog wouldn't run away, and I wouldn't let him out of the house without his tags. Well, you probably haven't let Brandon out of the house, period, anyway, to find out. It's like, don't dump on this person. You don't even know. You don't know their story. You don't know how Brandon got out. So before Donna goes, she turns and gives Joey a serious look. Like, son, I want you to really think about this. Don't just dismiss this. And he, he's like, oh, okay. He's, you know, I think he's feeling a little smidge bit of guilt. It's like, you are really, oh, I see on the wall there's not, um, a picture of a hamburger. Just like a uh, hot dog. Anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, you know, I think he is feeling guilty and he's just blowing off steam and everything. It's like, you know, Joey, you know you're in the wrong guy, okay? You know he belongs to somebody. So now Joey's like, well, this doesn't, this thing doesn't prove, this flyer doesn't prove anything. And you couldn't possibly have a name like Brandon. And this is where Brandon barks. It's like, uh, you want to bet? <laughs> and then he's like, do you know someone by the name of... Punky Brewster? 
And Brandon's all excited. He's like, heck yeah, that's my girl. Oh, he doesn't say punky Brewster. He says P-U-N-K-Y. So clearly Brandon can spell. He knows. So he reads Punky's name, Punky Brewster, and then he looks at Brandon and is like, alright, what's this Punky like? Since he figures, yeah, Brandon knows who Punky is. And then that's when Brandon goes into Joey's closet and grabs a yellow and a red shoe and brings them out. Hey, Punky and Joey both like the Cubs since he's got a Cubs pennant there. But then again, they live in Chicago and I'm sure every kid there loves the Cubs, right? So Joey pulls the shoes out of Brandon's mouth and says, well, she's either colorblind or she's got two left feet. Like, Joey is deep set. He does not want to accept the obvious. So he's like, well, you're lucky I found you because I'm taking better care of you than her. It's like, are you? Are you? Because I think you're making him a prisoner now. That's when Brandon jumps off the bed, grabs a fire, and basically hands it to Joey. It's like, you need to call her and let her know where I am. And he tells Brandon, like, don't worry. Once we get to California, forget you'll forget all about Punky. Joey, you are not seeing reason. I know he's a 10-year-old kid. Um, Speaking of, okay, so they must live in an actual house and not an apartment because there is a house directly across the street like they live in the suburbs. And Brandon jumps off the bed again, grabs the phone off the chair in there. Big enough room that he can have a recliner. Not a recliner, but just a typical chair there. And he holds the phone out to Joey. Joey walks over, grabs the phone from Brandon, and he starts to dial, but then slams it down. And he yells at Brandon, like, you're my dog. It's like... No, he's not your dog. Okay, you can't just claim ownership. What is that? Ownership is nine-tenths of the law or something to that degree? Yeah, he says, you're my dog and you're going to stay my dog. Like, uh, no, he's not. And I wouldn't want to be your dog if I were Brandon. Not with you. That kid is very aggressive. And he is very... Oh, he lets it ring for a second, then he hangs up the phone. Well, that was smart. Oh, good thing Henry doesn't have, uh, um, caller ID. (laughs) And Joey screams at Brandon, runs out of the room. If I were his mother, I would not have given him an option. Don't, like, okay, son, well, you can think about this and let me know what you decide. No, you don't give him a choice, Donna. You call that number and you let them know. But luckily, um... Joey and his mom finally come to an understanding, like, okay, this is not my decision. I can't just let you keep this dog. Which they never should have let him keep the dog to begin with. It's like, the longer he has him, the harder it's going to be to give him up. So I'm going to play that clip. I'll be right back. This doesn't prove anything. Besides, you couldn't possibly have a name like Brandon. <laughs> Let me put it to you another way. Do you know someone named P- P-U-N-K-Y? <laughs> I was afraid of that. Punky Brewster. What's this punky like? Thank you. 
either colorblind or she's got two left feet. <laughs> no matter what, you're lucky I found you. I'm taking better care of you than her. You want me to call her? Don't worry. Once we get to California, you'll forget all about Punky. apartment the main apartment as punky is looking through a really pretty um photograph um photo album that has brandon on the front I, I i just like it because it's kind of a burgundy cover and we get to see a lot of cool photos we get season one's christmas picture we get brandon sitting by the foot of her bed which looks kind of like a recent picture because he does have the um the uh scarves on his collar which is really cool um how that was it okay there's one of him with a what is that scar in his mouth um there's one that doesn't make sense because he's wearing like from the my age valentine episode he's wearing the old glasses and the beard i'm like that was a dream sequence that didn't happen in real life how in the world I don't get that continuity I guess so we hear um which I'll play in the clip we hear Punky looking at the photo album and she's almost like she's talking to Brandon like she's saying I'm trying to be brave I and everything but I I just can't it's almost like she's trying to keep herself from crying because her voice is getting like really really kind of heavy like that choked back feeling like you're trying to talk through your tears. Oh, Henry comes back and he's got a surprise for Punky. He got from the toy store something called tub of tub o slime. Like, that sounds gross. Makes me think of Home Alone Two when um Kevin is setting up all those traps and everything, and he's got some like slime ooze thing. That he's like putting on the fire escape. That makes me think of that. And he says that. Well Punky's like tub of slime. And Henry's like. Well the sales lady said it's the hottest thing out there right now. And everyone at the store was covered in it. So everyone was having a slime fight. At the toy store or something. Is this double dare? So he is like, all right, here, have at it. As he puts the slime in her hands, he's like, just slime me. Just throw it at me. Just have at it. And she's like, eh, on a good day, that might be something I do. But my heart's not in it right now. So I'm going to play this clip with Punky looking at the photo album and Henry surprising her with the slime. I'll be right back. <laughs> 
miss you so much. I try to be brave about this, but I just don't think I can take it anymore. Hello, Punky. How are you? I've had better days. Wait till you see what I bought you at the toy store. Tubbo Slime. <laughs> Tubbo Slime? I knew you'd love it. The sales lady said it was the hottest thing going. Everyone at the store was covered with it. Here. Yeah. Go ahead. Slime me. Sorry, Henry, but even slime won't cheer me up. Oh, great. Now, what do I do with this? she'd be glad to throw that in his face but um yeah and do you know what that reminds me of it reminds me of you know how they had Nickelodeon Gak I remember and it was something that came on the back like you uh on the back of a cereal box like you had to like send away for it and when they say ri arrives in six to eight weeks they mean six to eight weeks now for a Preteen, early teenager, that's just like, that's like forever. And at one point, eventually, I kind of gave up, like, well, I'm clearly never going to get this. And then one day, got off the bus, checked the mail, there's this little box there, and I opened, I got in the house, I opened it, and it was really, really small, like, like the size of, like, a hockey puck. And I'm, like, thinking, this is it? So I take the top off. And then I put it in my hand, and I'm like, Ugh. and you know, it's, it's like anything that's anything, hair, dust, what have you, gets on that gack, or whatever, and it is pretty much like, well, this is garbage, throw it in the trash, like, well, that was, I think I even had to pay, like, some shipping and posting fee or something, I don't think it was very much, but even still, it's like, well, I had to wait practically two months for this, so, eh. But that slime stuff looks funner anyway. Punky even gets ready to throw it in his face. She's got her hands cupped with it in her hands, and she's, and then she's like, eh, I can't do it. So it looks like it's kind of like solid. It doesn't leave a sticky residue. Well, I don't think so. So now that Punky doesn't want to play with it, Henry's like, great, what do I do with this now? And that's when Betty comes in, and he's got this look on his face like, hmm, I think I got an idea here. <laughs> the smile on Henry's face, you'd think he just reversed 50 years, and he's like a little 10-year-old boy ready to, like, throw dirt on a girl or something like that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Even Henry's like, eh, I can't do that. Well, Betty comes in and she's like, oh, so you're the one who bought the last tubbo slime. And Henry's like, well, you know, I thought it would cheer Punky up. But then Betty's like, you know what? Cherry and I got something even better that Punky is just going to love. It's definitely going to cheer her up. Guys, 
they get her a golden retriever puppy. And this is one of the cutest puppies. I love this scene. It's so sweet. Um, however, I know Cherry is feeling really guilty. And this is kind of her way of like, I lost your dog. I left the door open. Your dog got out. This is my way of hopefully being able to redeem myself in your good graces by getting you this puppy. Like, we're cool now. You're not going to be mad at me. And it's like, it's, it's a good, you know, natured thing, but... Brandon's got sentimental value. I mean, he's got those years, that time with Punky that, you know, before Henry and everything. So, I mean, to have to start all over again, it's like, I don't think she wants to do that. Her heart's only got room for one dog, and that ain't this puppy. No matter how cute he is. So, Cherry comes in with the basket, pulls the towel off, and they're like, the audience goes crazy. Like, oh, it's cute. <laughs> it's cute. So Cherry wastes no time pulling Puppy out of the basket. She does tell Punky that she named him Willie, but he can she can call the puppy whatever she wants. Even Henry's like got a smile on his face because it's probably like this is the first time that Punky's really had a smile on her face. I mean, she's not ecstatic and like happy yay puppy but she's got a smile on her face at least so punky's holding the puppy and the puppy immediately starts attacking her face with kisses you know and punky says you know this is really nice of you and cherry's like you know i know he'll never replace brandon but but i hope you'll love him i'm sure she would and then she adds and forgive me it's like Cherry, Punky has forgiven you, okay? She forgave you day one when you left the door open. I mean, anybody could have left that door open. It was Brandon's choice to leave, to walk out the door. He even looked back at you guys when you were talking. It just, it just seemed so out of place for Brandon. But, I mean, he is a dog. Dogs make mistakes and they make choices. Punky even comes out and says, I don't blame you for leaving the door open. And Punk and Cherry's like, but I blame myself. And it's like, okay, Cherry, you need to stop blaming yourself now because you're not helping yourself here. Punky's clearly forgiving you. You need to move on and let it go. Punky says, you know, she appreciates it, but she just doesn't want a new dog. Like, no, I, I can't. I can't do this. This is too much for me right now. And Betty's like, you know what? Because she's like, hey, Henry, how about, and Cherry, we'll go into the kitchen. You just hang out with the little puppy for a bit. Maybe it'll grow on you or something like that. It's like, um, well, it's cute. <laughs> but she's got her heart set, you know, on, on Brandon. And she feels Brandon's going to come back. And maybe he will. Those who have seen this episode know that. Alright, I'm going to play this clip when they give the puppy to Punky and everything and then her spending time with Puppy. Oh, the puppy does not want to be in that scene, I don't think. <laughs> he, he wants to get out of there. <laughs> I'll be right back. Hello! <laughs> So you're the one that bought the last turbo slime. <laughs> I mistakenly thought a little slime would cheer up Punky. Well, we've got something that'll cheer up for sure. Come on in, Cherry. 
You're gonna love this. What is it, basket slime? <laughs> no, take a look. A puppy. I call him Willie, but you can name him whatever you want. Thanks, Cherry. This is really nice of you. I know he can never take Brandon's place, but I hope you'll love him and forgive me. I never blamed you for leaving the door open. I blame myself. Jerry, I really appreciate this, but I just don't want a new dog. Uh, uh, Pocky, uh, tell you what. I sure would appreciate it if you watched Willie for us a while. We need to de-slime Henry. Don't get too comfortable. It's only temporary. Yeah, Brandon used to like that too. You, know, you don't look like a Willie. You look more like a Bernie. Am I saying you're not my dog? Brandon's my dog. Ow. Can't just give up on him and adopt you. I'd be a traitor. And you know what happens to traitors, don't you? They get cold noses. It's no use, guys. He's a cute puppy, but I'm a one-dog girl. Are you sure? I'm positive. Oh, she just hanging out on the couch with the puppy and just says, hey, don't get too comfortable. You're not staying. And then the puppy starts mouthing her hands and everything. She's like, <laughs> she laughs like, yeah, Brandon used to do that also. Like, yeah, but he eventually grew out of it. <laughs> so she tells the puppy that he doesn't really look like a Willie. He looks more like a Bernie. As the puppy, like, nips at her face, it's like, whoa, sharp baby puppy teeth. Those are like razors. <sighs> yeah, I think they took that puppy too soon from its mother because it is, I mean, puppies bite. I get that. All puppies bite, right? But it's like, eh, a little too much. Plus, she didn't have to go through the whole puppy stage. Puppies are cute and everything like that, don't get me wrong. But you have to go through the whole housebreaking thing, and it's just... It wouldn't be a good fit. This puppy is really going after Soleil Moonfry's face, like nipping at her. And then she tells him, like, well, you're not my dog. Brandon's my dog. And the dog just keeps leaping at her face. I think he practically bit her nose. Like, whoa. Like, I think it's time to just put that puppy in the basket and walk away from it for a second. Oh, that's funny. He just, you know, with Henry and Betty and Cherry, they're all kind of watching in the doorway from the kitchen. And Punky just looks at him while holding the puppy and says, you know, guys, I can't. It's just, I'm a one dog girl. And she puts puppy back in the basket. And it's, oh my gosh. It was just puppy biting at her face and everything like that. It's like so Soleil, who plays Punky, was able to just keep, you know, keep doing her lines and acting and everything without being completely distracted. And it takes a lot of guts, I mean, for a girl to say no to a puppy. I mean, she's already got a dog. And she's not ready to just give him up and just take on, an, uh, on a new puppy, so.
So that's when they come out of the kitchen, like, Cherry's like, you sure? And Punky, she doesn't even start. She's like, I'm positive. <laughs> this is, this is not for me. And then we hear some scratching at the door. Who could that scratching come be coming from? And who was scratching at the door? And they all look at each other and, like, scratching. Cherry races to the door, opens it, and, of course, Brandon is sitting there, like, <gasps> Brandon! I'm like, oh my gosh, he's back! <laughs> Sweet reunion. He cuddles. He he races to her. She bends down. She holds him, and oh, it's a happy reunion, guys. Looks like he's got a choker collar on. From I was gonna say at first, I'm like, he doesn't have his collar on, but I mean, they probably had to lead him with something. They couldn't just walk him without a, a leash and collar on. And that's when Donna and Joey show up, and Donna's, uh, they're out of breath, because remember, Punky and Henry are on the second floor, so they've probably been chasing him for, like, how many blocks, and then up the stairs, and like, oh, did a dog come in here? And like, oh, right. So that's when uh, Punky's like, oh, who are you guys? And... Henry introduces himself, goes to shake Donna's hand, and I guess actually that tub of slime does leave a residue because she kind of looks down at her hand like, what is, what is this? <laughs> so uh, still out of breath, Donna is able to get out that they've been chasing Brandon for three blocks and a flight of stairs. What is the equivalent of three blocks? I'm not sure. I'm sure it's a lot. And you know how fast dogs can run, especially golden retrievers. They are very, very active dogs. Joey points at his mother and <laughs> says, she's out of shape. It's like, okay. <laughs> so Joey introduces himself and his mother and then... Punky's just hugging on Brandon, saying, hey, I'm so happy you're safe, and you know better than to go without your tags. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> so, Punky points that finger in Brandon's face and tells him, for the next two weeks, you're grounded, no lassie reruns, no pudding pop. Whoa! Pudding pops? You mean the chocolate pudding pops? You don't feed that dog pudding pops? <laughs> and she tells him you can forget about going to that cat show. And Joey just looks at Punky like, whoa, you are worse than my mom. And I thought my mom was strict. So Henry asks, you know, Donna, like, how did you find us? And then Donna has a flyer in her hand. She said, well, I was at the mall, and I was handed a flyer. And then she sees Cherry. She's like, oh, it was this girl that handed me the flyer. I'm like, all right, Cherry, way to go with the perseverance of handing out those flyers, girl. So Punky thanks Joey for bringing Brandon back, but Joey, is, at least he admits that originally he wasn't going to, and how his family was going to even move to California. Like, ugh. Well, you know, at least, you know, he is being honest. So he says basically that they were going to go to California, but it turns out they're going to stay in Chicago, and... He thought that maybe once they got to California, Brandon would forget all about Punky, but he bets that basically if they had moved, that Brandon probably would have tried to hitchhike back to Chicago. You know what I'm thinking about something? Because the next episode is going to be Beer and Buffaloes Don't Mix, which has Joey and his dad. Don, um, Donna's not going to be in the next episode, but... 
the fact that they don't go to California would be... I kind of wonder if that does lead to Joey's dad's drinking issues. I really got to wonder because otherwise I don't know what the basis of all of a sudden his dad's been pounding him back. So so Joey asks if he can say goodbye to Brandon and, well, he calls him dude. That name. Um, and he's like, you know, I suppose this is where you really belong. I am going to miss you. And then, of course... Is it Punky or Cherry, I think, that brings up the little puppy? Like, here you go. Here's your consolation prize. Your reward for giving me my dog back. Okay, so Cher or uh, Punky does have the puppy there and says, I want you to have this puppy. Um, Punky, how about you ask his mother first? You don't, don't just give him a puppy, sweetie. You have to ask permission. It's bad enough she really didn't want Brandon. Now she would have a whole new puppy here to have. And she'd have to be the one taking care of it. That's just, guys, puppies and kitties are not gifts to be given to people. You need to check with the parents first. The look on Donna's face is like, well, we just got rid of one dog. Now I'm taking in another dog. Oh, my God. And she just looks at them like, thank you so much. Like, oh, my God. And Joey's like, hey, Mom, can we keep him? And she's like, uh... Fine, you can keep the dog. So Betty even says, please just take the puppy. You have no idea how much it would be greatly appreciated. How much do you think Betty spent on that puppy? I mean, this is 1987. Right now, from what I've seen, Golden Retriever puppies go anywhere from 800 to $1,200, depending on the pedigree, the parentage, the whatever, and stuff like that. So the certifications. It's like, I'm sure she's not getting her money back from for it, so. Donna does agree to let her son have the dog. Donna actually holds the puppy, and she's, she's falling in love with this little guy. It's like, how could anyone resist a cute little puppy? Uh, so, Joey invites Punky and Brandon to shoot hoops, and with little dude, so he's still sticking with the dude thing. You can just call the doggy LD or something. Um, also, here's another thing. He's holding on to puppy. Um, I don't know if that dog's gotten all of its inoculations yet. Please don't set that puppy on the sidewalk, especially a Chicago City sidewalk or any city sidewalk, because that puppy will get parvo. Oh my gosh, that's probably why we don't see puppy in the next episode. What if the puppy got parvo or something? Oh no. Well, you don't see the mother either in the next episode, so I don't know what happened to her. Maybe she left. Maybe she left her husband. The drinking got to be too much. So, just before Joey walks out the door, turns to Punky and shyly asks, Oh, Punky, I think you're cute. And, oh, do Betty, Henry, and Cherry all have a field that's like, Ooh, Punky's got a boyfriend. And then Punky's like, okay, guys, yeah, yeah, close the door, please. And then that's the end of the episode, guys. I'll play the clip. I'll be right back. Until I find Brandon, I can't even think about another dog. Does someone see his scratching at the door?
Sam. How do you do? I'm Punky's father. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't worry. Just a little slime. <laughs> Excuse me, but we've been chasing your dog for three blocks and a flight of stairs. Oh. She's out of shape. I'm Joy Deaton, and this is my mom. Nice to meet you. I'm so glad you're safe. Now you know, Brandon, never to go out without your tags. We've all been worried sick about you. The next two weeks, you're grounded. No last series runs, no pudding pops, and you can forget about going to that cat show. Jeez, I'm glad you're not my mother. How did you find us? Uh, I was handed a flyer at the mall. As a matter of fact, by this little girl. It sure feels good not to be a tree slug anymore. Way to go, kid. Joey, I really want to thank you for bringing Brandon back to me. Well, the truth is, I wasn't going to. Really? See, we were going to move to California, and I figured we'd forget all about you. Well, we found out today we're going to stay here in Chicago. Even if we had moved, I bet he would have hitchhiked back to you. I know it's hard to give him up. Do you mind if I say goodbye to him? Go ahead. Well, dude, I guess this is so long. Gonna miss you. But I suppose it's where you really belong. It's been great knowing you. Will you give me five? All right. Shelly, Cherry and I want you to have this puppy. I call him Willie, but you can name him whatever you want. <laughs> All right, thanks. Radical. Can I keep him, Mom? Thank you so much. <laughs> please, please let him have it. You have no idea how much I'd appreciate it. Oh, how could anyone resist such a cute little puppy? <laughs> All right. All you right. You can keep him. Oh, thanks, Mom. <laughs> we better get going, Joey. Hey, Punky, maybe sometime you and Brandon could come and shoot hoops with me and little dude. You got it. <laughs> I'll see you. Bye-bye. Oh, and, uh, Punky, I really think you're cute. Can somebody please close the door? All right, time for my Brandon Tailwag episode rating. I'm giving this episode five out of five Brandon Tailwags. One, the cop was hilarious, but... He took Punky seriously at the end when she tells him, basically, you're my last hope. And he tells her he'll have the other guys on the force keep an eye out for Brandon. And he also takes the flyer to hang up in the police station. Two, Joey playing chess with Brandon. I thought that was kind of funny. Especially when he told his mom, Donna, that Brandon beat him three times in a row and he bit off the head off his king chess piece. Three, Henry trying to cheer up Punky with the tub of slime. I thought that was funny. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, four, Cherry and Betty surprise Punky with the little puppy. Willie slash later Joey calls him little dude. And five, Brandon comes home and Punky gives the puppy to Joey, who he names him little dude. <laughs> Kid, you gotta come up with a better name. And he tells Punky before he leaves that he thinks she's cute. And then he dashes out the door. It's like, ah! And then, of course, uh, Henry, Betty, and Sherry all tease and Punky like, ooh, Punky's got a boyfriend. Uh, not really. Okay. Time for Punky's principles. Yeah, here it is. If you, if you can, get your pet microchipped. Now in the age of the internet, there are a lot of ways to help find your lost pet. There's Facebook, which they have groups designed specifically for lost pets in certain areas. I recently had heard about a dog who was lost, but he returned to his family after 10 years. That is a major success story there. All right, let's hear some YouTube comments. It took me a while to get used to this older punky from seasons three and four, but now... I think I really like this older Punky. She may look different, but it's the same Punky. It, yeah, I mean, she's just a year or so older, but she's pretty much still the same um, funny funny girl, you know, that she's still getting into mischief. I mean, that, that there will never change. I love how this person said, cool, the police officer's left-handed. I thought that was kind of... Yeah, I didn't notice that. This person says, I love the scene from 5.55 to 6.25. Basically, that's the timestamp of where Soleil is trying to speak to the puppy. Meanwhile, the puppy is nibbling on her face. She did such a good job keeping it together. She really, really did as she was trying to get her lines out while the puppy was gnawing and licking at her face. The other, this is really nice. They went all out to make this the happiest ending ever on TV. Punky gets her dog back. A weight of guilt has been lifted off Cherry. The boy is not moving, and he gets a new puppy, which makes Betty happy. Henry and the boy's mother are relieved, and the boy gets a crush on Punky. Well, at first the mother's like, uh, I really don't, we, we don't need this. I, we just got rid of this dog, now you're giving me this dog. And it's a puppy, no less, so that's going to be a lot of training. And a lot of training on the parents' part and Joey's part. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Laugh a little and cry. Uh, wait. Laugh a little cry and happy end. Love this episode so much. Yes, it's very good. Pretty loud hint. Brandon picking up the boy's telephone receiver. LOL. Yes. I wasn't sure about the other episodes, but this one is definitely my favorite. Of that, I am sure. So many great lines and facial expressions. I love it. Yes. Guys, I love reading these comments. It's so fun. I mean, a lot of them, you know, are... They're like a few years old and stuff like that. But it's still so fun to to see people's reactions to these episodes and what they think. All right, let's give a hey, hello, welcome to some new Punky Power podcast listeners for the week. We have Kingman, Arizona, Bakersfield, California, uh, California, 
I, I'm going to butcher this. Guys, I sincerely apologize. I do this every time with things I can't pronounce. Temecula, T-E-M-E-C-U-L-A, Inglewood, California, Centerville, Maryland, Austin, Texas, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Newport Beach, California, Madison, Alabama, Stra Strasbourg, France, Maryland Park... <laughs> There we go. College Park, Maryland. <laughs> Melbourne, Pennsylvania. Los Angeles, California. Saint D-E-N-I-S, France. Kansas City, Missouri, Dallas, Texas, and Reseda, California. Reseda, California. Guys, if you've seen Karate Kid, the first one with Ralph Macchio, this city comes into play. Because he, um... And his, um, what the hell is his name? What is his name? Ralph Macchio's character. Oh, now i got to think about it. Okay, his name was Daniel. Okay, I don't know why I thought, like, Danny or Tony or something like that. But anyway, he and his mom go from, I thought it was, like, Chicago to Reseda, California. So... Alright, let's talk about next week's episode. And this one kind of rides the coattails of this last one because we get to see Joey. We see Joey and his dad. We do not see his mom. We do not see the puppy. Like I said in this episode, I my guess is puppy got sick. Passed away. Sad, yeah. You know, you when you get a puppy until they have all their inoculations, you have to pretty much carry them everywhere. They can't touch the ground, especially in the city. They can get parvo, giardia, whatever else. That kid probably took the puppy out to the park and it probably picked something up. Or the dog just got to be too much to handle in the head. I mean, we don't know, like, in TV time how much has passed between this next episode called Beers and Buffalo's D don't mix, and then this um, this other one here with Open Door, Broken Heart Part 2. So, Season 3, Episode 8. Guys, like I said, I'm going based on the DVD episodes, not what it says on IMDb. Beer and Buffalo's Don't Mix. This aired on November 5th, 1987. So, basically, yes, these were shot out of order. Let's see. Punky believes one of Henry's lodge buddies has been drinking and driving. Guys, the one thing I don't like about this episode is the fact that I know this is a sitcom and everything. We just had two serious episodes. I really wish they could have played this a little bit more seriously. Um, a small spoiler. I mean, if you guys have seen the episode, you know what happens. Um, Punky tells Henry that Joey's dad was drinking and driving. He was being erratic all over the road. And Henry's like, well, maybe you misunderstood or are you sure? It's like, if you have a kid and they tell you so-and-so, my friend's dad or mom or whoever was driving really crazy and erratic like, and they smelled like they'd been drinking, you better dang sure make sure that that person never takes your child out again, let alone, like, I would not even, if I had a kid, I would not even allow them at that person's house. It's like, no. And I would be definitely reporting that person. 
You can't do that. And Henry, honestly, I wish he had taken it seriously. Guys, I'm going to get into this when I get into this episode next week. Because that really pisses me off. And I'm sorry for the language. You know, guys, this is a clean podcast. And I do my dangus to make sure there really aren't swears. Because I don't know. Maybe, you know, if you listen to this with your kids, I don't know. Or if you listen to it by yourself, I, I don't know. But this episode just really irritated me and Joey's attitude that boy's got some anger issues and I think he needs to work that out because that kid is just gonna have bigger problems I and mean, he's 10 years old that anger and everything is just gonna get worse and worse and worse so all right guys if you guys want to Email me. You can do so at punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. Also, I'm on Instagram at punkypowerpodcast and Twitter at punkypbpodcast. You'll find me there. So, if you listen to uh, the Mr. Belvedere podcast that I do or the Wonder Years one, know that I pretty much deactivated my Twitter accounts. I don't really post anything on there other than what comes off of Instagram and it was just kind of pointless. It's like no one's following it anyway. So that's why I kept the Punky Brewster one because there is a person that, you know, a listener that does you know, chat every once in a while on there. So that's why I have the Punky Brewster one up there. That's pretty much the only reason. That being said, guys, have a wonderful week and I hope we just get through this week as fast as possible because this is the last full week of February. Next week, Wednesday's the last official day of February. So I'm ready, like I said, I'm ready to get into March, get the snow out of here, get some warm 60 degree weather. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm being a little too hopeful. I know, but. All right, guys. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye bye.